This podcast is brought to you by the website of doom.com. Hello and welcome to Aaron Fever Talks 2. This is an interview podcast where Aaron Fever, that's me, talks to somebody else. The somebody else this time around is Katie Fleming. Katie is a wonderful comic book artist and writer. She's well known for her 100 Time series, which is an LGBT werewolf comic. But hopefully she will also be well known for being the artist on volume two of Shipwrecked. Shipwrecked is the comic that I write. And I'm very excited for you to start seeing the pages that we've done together. The first one drops in a couple of days. If you go to shipwreckedcomic.com, you'll be able to catch the first page on Wednesday. Uh, If... But, you know, with the weirdness of podcasts, who knows when you're listening to this. So just go there now and see what's there. You should be excited about it. A quick note before the podcast starts. There is a problem that happened when we were recording. Uh, about 11 minutes in, you'll hear or so. Uh, the audio quality change very tiny amount. You'll hear the audio quality change very... In a, you'll hear the audio quality change in a very small amount. Uh, that's good English. Sorry, it's, I'm very tired, I apologise. Uh, but yeah, so we address it, you'll hear us mention it, um, and hopefully it won't take away from what is a very fun, very silly, very giggly conversation that we had talking about getting into comics, her first comic, and also uh, being a convention uh, veteran, as she is. So uh, please enjoy Aaron Fever Talks to Katie Fleming. Well, this may look like I'm drinking piss. It is diluted orange, uh, vitamin C oh. uh, tablets in a bottle of water. So, because <laughs> um, every time I get super busy, I get sick. So I'm trying to put that off this time. Yeah, Dan <laughs> just got the vomiting bug. So like, she was like, the day before, she was like, "Come to my house and we'll redo a hundred times." And now I'm just like, "I'll do it by myself." <laughs> don't touch me. I love you, but don't you touch stay me. over there. Yeah, you stay away, Flower. You can't get me. Um, should be fine. <laughs> So wait, she's in Wicklow. She's in Wicklow. And then you're in... Enfield. Enfield. So that's Meath, right? Yeah. Okay. So how's that working out? Uh, buses. Just a lot of buses. <laughs> Do you guys basically see each other like once a week? Like a once a week for like two days, two or three days. So like, it works out, I guess. Okay. Well, I mean, that's for... But how long have you guys been together now? Seven years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's so. tough. So like, I know because... Did, was it you that said to me you had a plan to like move to like Japan for a while? That's the goal, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're still going. I mean, like you know, it's obviously not happening tomorrow or next week, but it's still it's happening. So. And she come with you then, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're gonna go and like teach English. That's actually what I need to ask Darcy. Is that like can she? She doesn't have a bachelor's degree in anything, so she only mm. has a diploma. Well, see, I'd say because that's some schools require the bachelor thing mm. but other schools don't yeah. so uh, I don't know I'm sure they're not going to mind like they're just be like you teach English that's fine like please come and help us teach um, yeah so um, okay so how did you guys meet? Uh, through anime conventions you must have been okay what age are you? I don't I'm know I'm 24 okay so you were f- like 17 yeah, 16. It would have been 16. Okay. My first convention. It was in 2008. <laughs> it's so... Uh, it's creepy when you think about it. It's like, oh, that's very... I'm very, very old now. Um, yeah, we met in 2008 at Irticon. No, at a, at a cosplay picnic. That was before Irticon. Okay. Uh, yeah. And where is that? Uh, it used to be in DCU. And then it moved to the Helix. And then it moved to Croke Park. 
which is a big jump. But like, it moved there and then uh, it ended last year or this last year. So, I mean, what brought you to anime conventions? Uh, was it like, do you just like a big cosplay nerd or like, was it just wanting to meet up with other anime fans? A bit of both, to be honest. I mean, like, uh, when I was younger, I really got into... The way I kind of got into anime and manga, I guess, would have been from games. I was really into Kingdom Hearts. Okay. I was really into Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> um, and then, like, I started... I had gotten a laptop for the first time when I was, like, around that age. Yeah. And I was, like, Googling, like, or, like on YouTube, be like, Kingdom Hearts, and just, like, watching the cutscenes. <laughs> even though I true. had them on game, like, in, in, like on the game. And uh, then I, I realized that anime conventions existed. Because okay. I saw, like, American conventions, and I was like, do we have those in Ireland? And, like, at the point, we only had Erdogan. So I was like, I want to go there. So that's how I got into it. And would there have been a big crowd at that point? No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, like, it was the first Erdogan. Like, I went to, I think, 2008 was its third one. It started in 2005. Okay. And there was, like, I know Dem was at, like, the earlier one. I think she was at the 2007 one. Okay. And there would have been, like, 50 people there. And, like, then the year before, it would have been even smaller. Like, when I went, there was about 200 people. Okay. And, uh, and then it got bigger and bigger from there and then there was more conventions and more people started coming to them so I kind of I was in like a really interesting part of like the convention era in Ireland like right. um, I got to grow up with them I guess yeah. which is really cool um, so well yeah. also you kind of because you were you got, you got like a laptop at that age but had you been really on the internet much before no. okay no, so no. You, that was about the same because I, I was at a different year but the same age when I kind of basically mm. got my access to the internet. I was 16 when I got my first computer yeah whatever, everybody so. seems to be like yeah a lot of people I talk to are like yeah it was only in their teens when they got it like I didn't grow up with laptops or like computers yeah um, it was a, like I originally grew up in Blanchardstown and it was only when I moved to Enfield that okay. I got our first laptop and almost so, the exact same to me because yeah. I grew up in Kilbarrick in Dublin Northside Dublin yeah. and then my parents moved out to Longford which was further out Jesus uh, yeah <laughs> But, like, we got a real good deal on those property prices. Um, <laughs> and now look what happened. Yeah, so we basically were able to afford a computer, so that yeah. was part of the deal of, like, you're moving to the middle of nowhere, okay. but here's here's the internet. Literally the same thing with me. <laughs> like, literally the same thing. And then, like, the floodgates opened, and I had the internet, and I was like, God, oh, there's a whole wide world out there. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's how I got into it, and then eventually that's how I got into comics, because through conventions right. as well. Yeah. So, well, actually, it was through animation, but I went into animation because of conventions but I also went to conventions because I drew and then it's just <laughs> like they all interlink and they all really well can you can, can you like if you think back like did you always kind of want to do some sort of artistic kind of like job or were you or at any point oh, where you were like I want to be in the army all the time no 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 like I say I wanted to be a vet for ages because like I really loved animals and then I, I think to be, every young girl wants to be a vet at some point yeah and I had like a vet Barbie so I was like right. well I want to replicate her um, <laughs> she's my role model no I um, I wanted to be a vet because I just loved animals and then I wanted to be an archaeologist for a really long time because I saw Indiana Jones and I was like well that's what I want to do right. and then my my aunt like sat me down because she's like a real academic and she was like, you know, they don't do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> They're not using a whip because, at any yeah, point. <laughs> no, because like, I remember being like eight years old and I, cause she works in Trinity and um, I was like, what, like, what do they do in college? I was like, I was fascinated. I was like, but what do they do? And she was like, it's not what you think it is. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I knocked that on the head and I was like, all right. So um, I just said I'd go into animation cause I always loved like Disney stuff and like animated stuff. And I was like, well, that it makes sense for me to do that. Yeah. So 
Um, and what college did you do animation in? In Ballyfermis. Same Z. You went to, you did the TV production. I did TV production there, yeah. So you were in the main I was, building. I was in either building, but yeah. I did I did actually interact with the animation department for a while because we did a project where I'm assuming different era because mm. um, I was yeah I was 2003 when I was in. Oh Ballyfermis, Jesus! So. Okay, I started in 2010, so yeah. yeah I'm old. <laughs> Um, but uh, so yeah we we asked them to do an animated opening for a documentary that we were doing That's and so fun. we got the class basically it was with their project they all pitched they got the, the thing to oh, us oh okay yeah we, then, we did something similar we did um, kind of in my time the, I don't know actually I don't know what the story is now like five years no I'm not five years out of college oh jeez I need to think I'm two and a half years out of college oh I don't know uh, what age were you because you're 25 24. 24. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten your age already. Yeah. Damn. I'm 24. Um, no, I finished in 2015. It's two years. Okay. Two, okay. Year and a half. Two years. Yeah, two years. Um, there was already a games course in uh, in Ballyferment and had been for a long time, but it was only a diploma. And then our year, they made a new course that was like a degree course in game animation. Or okay. in gaming, sorry. It wasn't just animation, but they were trying really hard to like make us like do a game animation together it never happened obviously because it's body firm it um, right. <laughs> but uh, like logistically it just didn't happen but like yeah there's a lot of they do a lot of crossover stuff like that so. okay that's I mean that's what I like about the college though because I feel yeah. like everyone can feed off each other a little bit yeah definitely uh, although the problem is that everyone's egos feed off each other in there <laughs> so, so much yeah actually we did um, for our final film we crossed over with the audio is there a radio? There's like a There's radio, a radio yeah, there We is. crossed over with... No, they're not weren't radio. They were like... I think they were like sound engineering or something. There is a sound engineering. It was the yeah. sound engineering. Because there's a whole... There's what they have there is the, the rock school. And so they have the musical part of it, but they also have the, the tech part We crossed over with the sound engineering because we need a voice acting for our final film. So like we need to like use the recording booth and stuff like that. Okay. So... And that was our crossover as well, yeah. But they try really hard to, like, integrate <laughs> the art building and the media building because they're, like, literally across Bali. Like, they're, like, a 10-minute yeah. walk. You have, to, like, go, you have to, like, go past the church and, like, a roundabout. And to, down, like, yeah, down to, like, the past the, prim- the two primary... Or secondary schools that they have Yeah, there. the Conmore yeah. Bakery or whatever factory yeah. is down there. Oh, yeah. that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I was down there most of the time. But we came up for... We did script writing and stuff like that in the main building. Okay, cool. And communications for, like, the first year. And then uh, we did, like, theory. We did, like... Uh, because we were doing, like, a degree course, we had to do, like, a dissertation at the end of the year. So we had a lot of, like, dissertation work with our professors. Right. So we would be in the main building a lot. But, cool. Um, mm-hmm. Um, so when you came, you're, I was going to say when you came out of college, but you're kind of pretty much just out of college. I guess, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like college terms, about like a year and a half, I'd say. The second year just, there was a year below me and then the year below that just finished, so. Right. Yeah, I, I would say like if you're within five years of out of college, you're kind of just out of college. Okay. It's, like, just, it's like that idea of being a newlywed oh, yeah, for okay. like a couple of years okay. or so. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm 24 and I'm just out of college. <laughs> <laughs> but you've kind of dropped the animation thing already. When I finished animation college, I was like, I don't want to do anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to do it. Um, I went to work in Boulder Media. Uh, there was about a three month period when I was like looking for jobs because at that point, back in 2015, just is impossible to get any jobs anywhere. Now they right. have kind of boomed. Um, I got a job. Oh my God, that's so frustrating. <laughs> uh, so for the listener, um, the microphone accidentally unplugged 
while we chatted for another 15 minutes. Uh, we had a really after. good talk. We had a really good talk. We talked about all your... It was really your... fun because I got to reminisce about old things. And and like... Okay, so I can't let... I know because it's always awkward to like repeat what we've just said to each other, but I can't let Indiana Bones go. Like we have to mention Indiana Bones. So I, <laughs> so I, I talked about because we, you heard the story to the point where Katie left uh, animation. College. I can just TLDR. I worked in animation for six months. I didn't like it, so I left. <laughs> and I started comics. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, and that's so all that, you really need to know. So that led to me asking what the first kind of comic you made, and then you talked about the comic that you made when you were twelve or thirteen. Yeah. Which was Indiana Bones. Which was. <laughs> which was a fan comic. <laughs> It's yeah. shot by shot remake of Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark, but the two main characters were my dogs. <laughs> what are the name of your dogs? Uh, I have three dogs now, but at the time I only had two dogs. Okay. So Lenny, who was Indiana Bones, it was like Lenny as. Oh, really? I had a credit like oh, Lenny as. Amazing. <laughs> and like I had the logo and I had like there was like little bones. Oh. I, I like I said in the last recording, of this, like <laughs> part of the podcast, I'm devastated. This is like it's almost like an Indiana Jones thing of yeah. like the last recording of this. Yeah, um, yeah. He was a German Shepherd. He's passed away. He passed away a few months. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was re- real sad. But like, it's it's fine. Poor um, for Lenny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lenny. Um, um, yeah. So. He was Indiana Bones, and who was the girl dog who played? The girl the... was just a was just a girl dog. Okay, um, wasn't based was... on one of your own dogs. No, no, no. she was a, like I was explaining. She was a cocker spaniel who had like long hair because like cocker spaniels have those big fluffy ears. They do. And then because I am confirming I that cocker spaniels I have big fluffy ears. Yeah, I can confirm that. <laughs> to differentiate that she was a girl, I put a flower in her hair just to. To show that she was female. Was this was this coloured or was it all like? Oh no, this was in biro. Okay. In a copy book. Blue biro? No, black biro. Oh, I'm a okay. professional. Right. No, um, that's good. That's good. I'll that's use good. black biro. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it was in a copy book. It was like a school copy book. It was full. I was really proud that I filled it. Like I did it. It was finished. It was a complete comic. Yeah, like thirty pages is significant. Like what? Well, I didn't maybe like that's that's the most of an issue I've written so far. Yeah. Is like well, a thirty like, page how issue. How many pages were in a copy book? That's how many pages. That's, I think twenty four was a common one back then. Like let's and okay. then it was like thirty two was the next size. Like let's so, say because I drew the cover, so <laughs> you give right. the thirty two and then a credit to the splash credit page. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, and then my dog, I have a dog called Bobby, who is still alive. Um, yay. He's, yay. Like, <laughs> yay for being alive. Um, he's like a Springer Collie mix. Okay. And he was, he was kind of an insert, like fan insert character. He was like the, the, like the sidekick. So you know, wait, which which movie was this? This was Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is the first one. Is that the one with the big uh, ball that rolls down the yeah. thing after? Okay, I did okay. that. I did. I did that. Scene. Right, right. Because as I was explaining, this is back in the day when I didn't. I actually this. No, it, yeah, it would have been when I had the laptop, but they, you wouldn't have Netflix, so you wouldn't be able to watch Indiana Jones online. Like right. this is like baby YouTube. Like this, right. is like. So you um, said you had like a PlayStation Two. I had a PlayStation it? Two because we didn't even have a DVD player. I had I bought Raiders of the Lost Ark for this project on DVD, <laughs> and I would stop it frame by frame to make sure it was accurate. In the old X button on the controller. And, yeah, like that was. <laughs> I thought I was such a fucking genius because I was like well I can you know I have a controller and I would sit and draw and then my sister because we had like a little playroom and she would be so annoyed because she wanted to watch a movie and I'd be like no I'm yeah, working what, what was even like the, the jam at that time like I can't remember like I can't even tell you yeah. I can't even tell you but she would and I'd be like no I'm working on my 
project. <laughs> I don't need to explain my art to you. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. Um, yeah, so that was my first project. And then we talked, we mentioned briefly uh, some of the stuff that you started working on when you came out of college. I started working on, yeah, like I was mentioning, like I think, like I said before, like I said before in the last podcast. Yeah, that you um, guys haven't heard. Yeah, I like everyone, everyone when they kind of get into comics have that magnum opus, like the Holy Grail project, where right. they think, I'm going to make it big with this project. Yeah. Um, that was called The Devil Sells Faulty Goods. Great um, I think it's pretty fucking cool name. I also think it's a great band name as well. Yeah, I just, I wanted, I really love long titles. I really right. love long-winded titles. I just love them. Do you like Fight Like Apes, that band? I don't like them, but I like the name of the band. They, but they have like X and like all their songs are ridiculous. No, well, like the famous well. one would be like Panic at the Disco and Fallout Boy. Mm. They have the best song titles. Right. And I love them. Like that's that's probably where I got probably where I got the like inspiration from. I don't know because I I made it so long ago. Um, were you a real kind of emo team? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was a very alternative. Child. Right. <laughs> um, oh, I was like, oh, like oh. Yeah, I was. Short, short answer. <laughs> Final answer. Final answer. Yeah, I oh. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I think, but that's what teens are for. I mean, yeah, like yeah. everybody my age has like a Linkin Park, uh, not a Linkin Park. Well, some have a Linkin Park, but like pretty much everybody has definitely a uh, oh, what's the Limp Biscuit album in their no, history. Like, like you so. see, like I kind of came out the like perfect time when like Panic at Disco and like Fall Out Boy and all those bands were starting, which is like, like the post new metal like yeah, era. like two thousand and four. I was in like. Uh, like I would have been like 12 or 13 14 uh, American Idiot just came out so oh, like wow, okay. that was like yeah crime and then like I was like a Green Bay fangirl from like from there on yeah like oh hardcore kind of thing. <laughs> I, I have a weird thing because when I was in college that came out mm. and so for for a year or two I lived in an apartment in the IFSC mm. in Dublin and, and it was there were six lads mm. and it was essentially like a frat house yeah because oh, um, it was a penthouse apartment oh my and so God. there was two balconies and like one like this it was, was like Celtic Tiger it was always oh, real oh Celtic Tiger God. times like there was like three bathrooms I can only dream of like, living there well I shared my room with another guy for a long yeah, time yeah. We, but we had like an ensuite bathroom which was great yeah. um, but like one of the guys there like when American Idiot came out every morning he would like basically blast that yeah. out of the, the stereo and uh, so whenever that opening riff hits yeah. It feels like an alarm clock. Oh like I'm like I'm up. <laughs> Leave me alone. I'm awake. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so God. yeah, it's a it's a weird Pavlovian thing that's yeah. No, no, out. like yeah, it triggers a lot of memories for me yeah. whenever I like hear it. It um, there's like a picture of me at home, and you know, it's just like oh, fuck me. Like it's like a family <laughs> picture of like when we were on vacation when we okay. went to America for the first time. And like my family, like I have like my mom, dad, my sister, and they look normal. And then there's me, and like I clearly, like clearly, like she has just like this little white girl has gone to Hot Topic for the first time, and like I'm wearing like the green, uh, they had like Green Day Vans that had like the heart grenade on them. Ooh. Then I had jeans, and I had like uh, like denim, like blue denim jeans. Like, oh, like like I what, like light blue kind of denim. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm hardcore. Right. Like, and then I had like the chain, like the cha- the wallet. But it was a Green Day wallet, so I had like a little tag saying Green Day, and then I had a Green Day shirt, and then top it the creme de la creme, and I'm like Irish white and like brown long hair, not dyed, just brown mousy hair, and then I have like, like it's cringy to say I had like a, a checkered tie because oh, I was the Avril Lavigne thing. I was an 
anarchist air oh. quotes. <laughs> and like, like, you know, like. I, why am I getting embarrassed for you? Like, you clearly, like, my dad is wearing sunglasses, but he's screaming inside. Like, you just tell. He's just like... Are you the oldest? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, is it, uh, what's one younger sister? There's or? one younger sister. Singer? There's one younger Singer. sister. There's a three-year-age uh, three gap. So. Does, she, does she sing? No, she does. She does sing. She sing? No, she doesn't, like, sing. She likes, she likes singing. Okay. Well, so as we sing. all do. Yeah, as we yeah. all do. Yeah. <laughs> Casual singer, right? <laughs> And did she go through her like own little kind of emo phase as well? She or? did. Like she actually went through hers like fairly. I was gonna like play one of like uh, uh, hairpins, hairpins, <laughs> but I was like, that's not mine. This isn't mine. <laughs> no, yeah, she she went through her kind of rocker phase later than me, but she turned like uh, she only went through it like a few years ago. She she was like kind of cool. Like she was able to pull it off. I um, wasn't. So she probably went through it during her college period rather than her her high school oh, period. Yeah, 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 right. definitely. Where mine was like the high school period, but I went to like a really rural, like really rural school. There was like a hundred people in it. Okay. Um, and I was like the one person who was into like rock music. So how many was in your class? Like, I don't even want, no. Okay, hold on. There was about one hundred and fifty in the whole school. So like maybe like eighteen were in my class. Wow. So, like, you could, like, spot me from, like, a mile away. <laughs> um, everyone were, like, you were either the son of a farmer or right. you were the son of a farmer and played GAA. Yeah. And then I was the Dublin kid that was really into rock music. Yeah. Um, I kind of expected that because I, well, I... I can't remember if it was even on the recording anymore. <laughs> but um, I, I, like, I went moved to Longford when I was 16, so mm. I only had to do two years of secondary school out there. Mm. But I was expecting more of a culture shock in school. Like, I thought I would stand out way more against yeah. the other lads. But uh, I, guess, I guess I'm not as individual as I thought I was. Oh, no. So, like, I just... <laughs> the, the weird, actually, the weird thing for me as well is that there was a guy in the area from Longford who is apparently my clone. Okay. And he's about a year older than me, so he had just left secondary school at that point. Mm-hmm. But his cousins used to come up to me and go, All right, Porrig. <laughs> and I'm like... Nah, not my name. That's not Porig. Nah, Porig. Ah, stop messing. Sure, have a scene in a week or two, and I'm like, you wouldn't even have, even have an accent or anything, would you? I know. Like, I talked pretty much the way I talk now. I maybe had slightly more of a Dublin accent because I was only just out of Dublin yeah, at that yeah. point. But yeah, and they were like, ah, yeah, it's just uh, stop your messing, and like, yeah, it was very strange. Oh my God. I ended up actually being really close friends with his sister, and <laughs> when I moved to Dublin for college again, we shared a flat together. Well, most importantly, did you ever meet him? Yes, I did. Okay, so so he's an inch or two taller than me. Okay, it's not the most flattering um, comparison. <laughs> That's a nice way to put it. Uh, but then I never, I very rarely like who I'm compared to most of the time. I okay. get told I look like a lot of people, okay. and I very rarely enjoy it. Okay. Um, but yeah, he had a goatee, oh, and okay. he was much more of a gothy kind of guy. Okay, and uh, but yeah, so I was kind of like you know I could see it. Like you it was understand. Like, I could yeah. see, like, if you were drunk, I mean, might confuse us. <laughs> That's fair. But, yeah, that was, that was the thing. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I kind of... Do you... Actually, I was talking to somebody about, like, who you look like. Do you ever get, like, comparisons of, like, something you look I, like a lot? For a long time, because I... This kind of goes back to when I started in conventions. There was a very... Uh, I used to come into town every Saturday. Okay. Um, and hang out with my like convention friends, in like the Central friends. Bank area. No, 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 no. We were too cool for Central Bank. We okay. went to Saint Stephen's Green. Oh, and we hung out and Saint Stephen's Green. Uh, we were too cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got a coffee. Yeah, literally. Um, no, no. We apparently there was this girl, and if you're out there, Rosie, I want to find you because there's this girl called Rosie, and I. 
in my life I've been approached by about five different people wow and they're like are you Rosie and I'm like no I don't know who this girl is like wow. apparently we're the same person wow but if you're out there please tell me I'm gonna keep an eye out now please do because I really want to meet her <laughs> I um, hope she's still around I hope so too <laughs> I really do but um, yeah I remember being at like an Elliot Minor concert I don't know if you know Elliot Minor no they were a hip cool emo scene band back oh in I the thought day. it was a dude so but I remember Minor, so. I remember like these girls like screaming Rosie over and over again and I actually turned around and tell them like shut the fuck up and they were like what are you doing here and I was like I don't know who you are and like they were convinced I was her and like wow. I had to like convince them that <laughs> <laughs> that's a weird strange. thing to have to kind of convince people you are who you say you are yeah it's a very strange feeling it was very strange yeah um, that's the only time really okay <laughs> <laughs> So. Uh, so yeah so anyway we were getting back to the, the stories that we had missed in our shitty recording yeah but we've added like some more stuff on we have no they've gotten added value from this yeah yeah, yeah. So. and now we're giving them the cliff notes of the good stuff that yeah, we said before yeah so it's fine like, uh, but we, we we had gone to a hundred times yeah. um, which was no well, we, we glanced over Alloy oh we've glanced over Alloy so it was Alloy the Automaton yeah which was about robots I made that this is just to catch you guys up just so you yeah. know I made Alloy when I left college and I realised Devil Sells Faulty Goods is just too big of a story for me to tackle. <laughs> I do want to revisit it at some point, like maybe a few years down the line. Right. With an editor, because like that is a big project. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was like, okay, I want to make a comic from start to finish. I want to see if I can do it. And then I, I did it. And um, that was good. It was, like I was saying earlier, it was about kind of object- objectification and kind of how people treat, give more of like a time and attention to objects rather than people. Right. And um, that kind of thing. Uh, so I printed it up and so I'm trying to remember what the first convention I sold it at but I well you said you you said you had a Dublin City Comic Con with you last year yeah but I also had a hundred times with me but did you what can you remember any conventions that you did before that last year no I think it I would have done it in kind of the summer of last year. So, like, maybe I brought it to QCon or something. Okay. I probably did, yeah, because I, remember, I do remember having it on my table. Because I did a lot... I do... Well, I did. They don't really exist anymore, but I did a lot of the anime conventions back when they were still around. Um, so, it, it would have been on my table for then. Okay. But, um... that That's what I was saying earlier when we were kind of first talking about 100 times. Like, 100 times was made me panicking that I didn't really have anything for Dublin Comic Con. <laughs> so, like, a month before, like, I was sitting in bed and I or like, lying in bed and I was like, fuck, I don't have a book. I need to write a book. Um, and then, like, sprang and I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll do this. And then, like... Yeah, because you said it was D- D&D characters that you already they were originally, had. yeah, like, it, I, like, I credit me and my girlfriend, uh, Emily, on it because, like, technically, the two characters were D&D characters originally. Um they were in a campaign together and then once that campaign ended we still really liked the characters yeah. um, so I thought it'd be really interesting to put them in a more modern scenario and then I was like well what would be the complications of them being in a modern scenario rather than a fantasy one right. whereas fantasy kind of every, anything goes yeah that's true where I thought it'd be interesting to put them in a more modern one and be like well what happens when that happens you know yeah because for anyone who doesn't know it's the story of uh Two guys who are in a relationship together, but one of them happens to be a werewolf. Yeah, that's the, that's the gist of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I like I like the whole thing of like they met at like a werewolf club. Yeah, it's a, yeah, like it's a werewolf bar uh, called Hell. Um, yeah, uh, which is funny because there is a there is a nightclub here called Hell. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I didn't call it Hell. <laughs> 
Which just sounds like more of a werewolf. Movie. I know, I know, yeah. Um, um, so yeah, so it kind of uh, that got a lot of attention. Yeah, I would. I hate because I don't want to sound like an asshole, but I'm like that'd probably be like what I'd be most known for, or like my claim to fame, I guess. Yeah, because you've done a sequel for it as well. Which yeah, hundred more times. Uh, hundred <laughs> times more. I no, hundred more times. Hundred more times. Which I don't think is like grammatically correct, but uh, yeah, it works. Yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah, I did that. Like two months after it. Wow. I, yeah, I did it for Topable. So Topable was in November. So I did it. I did a hundred times in August and then a hundred more times for November. Shit. So yeah, there wasn't that much of a gap between. Them. No, no. <laughs> well, like because I know the characters really well, and like I said, like kind of Emily helps in terms of like I, you know I'll do the scripts and stuff, but she she'll input and be like, oh no, we should fix it this way and stuff like that, right. and especially with a hundred more times because we wanted to tell more of a complex story kind of thing because I guess with a hundred times that's kind of like the honeymoon part of the relationship right where they just get together and everything's awesome and everything's like you know you know that when you're in a new relationship oh yeah and plus like you also that's your, you have to set up who these people are and exactly. stuff like that so like it's yeah, yeah there's that story you can put in there exactly really. yeah where it's just fun kind of one shots and that, that's what we wanted to do with kind of an undertone of kind of homophobia and stuff like that um, which I hope got across I think it did like I think people received it well yeah, especially because I've even read a few reviews that I'll, I always kind of touch on, like, the... the, mm. the, the It's because it's, it's not even a metaphor when they are a gay couple and homophobia. But, the, but the homophobia the is more about the fact that it's a human and a werewolf yeah, rather and, than the fact that they're a gay actually, couple. And what actually I really liked was one of the reviews. And, like, I didn't think of it that way. And then I was like, oh! <laughs> for, my own, for my own thing, it was like someone was like, yeah, it, it brings up the stigma of, like, uh, a gay couple with one of them being, like, HIV positive. It's like oh, a double meaning yeah, there, and yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, because like in in the story, like there, there's a tro not a trolley script. Um, in one of the scripts, Quill, who's like the werewolf, he takes a, a lunar suppressor, which is like, okay, which so is he kind like, of he takes medication to help kind of like the week before full moon, not to be, turn into a werewolf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so like they they saw it as that, and I found that really interesting. I was like, oh, I really that's really smart. I didn't think about that. <laughs> but that but that is great when there's other people can find something in what you've written and I love it yeah, like, yeah. that's great like I'm so happy like I'm really glad I got like a positive um, review and stuff but I think but like I was saying with a hundred more times we wanted to kind of focus in more of them as a couple right. and kind of look into their kind of backstories and stuff like that and kind of bring that into the kind of like the kind of not angst but like the stuff from the past kind of will inflict will inflict on the present kind of thing and they have to resolve that as a couple and well, what I appreciated about it is that the so there's like because the early stages of relationships are often written about, mm. but you very rarely get an opportunity to like in movies or most media like a, a couple who have been together for a while. Yeah, and it's not a breakup, mm. and it's not like it's just because people I think often, especially with sitcoms, like people always say that like oh it's bad when the will they won't they couple get together. Yeah, because yeah. they don't it's not interesting then yeah but I think there's way more in the minutia of a long term relationship mm. that people give credit and I think that's what I like about it a hundred more times is that there's a there's just they have problems yeah and that is interesting even yeah. if, even, <laughs> even if it doesn't like lead to a breakup yeah just the just the dealing with those problems is like is is incredible A relatable but also B like it's just it's interesting well that's the thing it's like not all relationships 
have a make and break moment. Well, they do. Like, I, I yeah, I think relationships do have a make and break moment, but sometimes they do make it. You know, yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be about breakup. Thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's more not that it's more endearing. I just I just find that more interesting yeah. to see a couple grow. Like, I think that's great. And like, we want to we want to do a third issue. Like, we do want to make it a trilogy. Um, I like you said a thrillogy. Thrillogy, yes. Um, it's not my speech impediment. <laughs> um, we do, we do want to make it a trilogy. We want to have like the wedding issue. Oh, we nice. want, but like again, I'm probably revealing too much. Um, I want to call, I want to uh, tackle kind of like gay marriage and kind of that look on it, and it's like, oh, a human marrying a werewolf, like that's not done. Like, why are you doing that? Especially like, with families and stuff like that. Yeah, as exactly. Well. Because like, like we do kind of bring in, like, uh, we establish that like Myron has a brother and blah blah blah. But we, in a hundred more times, you go into Quill's kind of backstory, right. and that kind of gets kind of gets resolved at the end. But like, we do want to kind of explore that in a in another issue. Um, but we're hoping to bring that out next year because I wanted to work on kind of other stuff. Yeah. You know, like you don't want to be known for like just one thing. You want to. You want to show that you can do different things. Exactly, and yeah. I don't want to burn myself out. On, I don't want, you know, I, I want to give it the time it deserves, and I want to give it, I want to give it its best version. If that makes sense. Well, so. I think too, as well as that, what helps is because you're doing other things, and we'll get onto some other things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it can bring more eyes onto what you're doing. Yeah. And so more people can find a hundred times, and yeah. like so, like but it's, when you do the third one, there's more people waiting for it. Exactly, yeah. Like people do ask me, they're like, "Oh, are you doing a third one and stuff?" And I'm like, "Yes." The answer is yes. I am doing a third one. <laughs> It'll be next year. We do want. Do you the- have a title yet? Uh, I really like the last time. But, oh. But um, we're thinking of putting the three issues together into one. I'll make it like a kind of like a trade. A trade, yeah. yeah. But then I miss out on that. But I don't know. I don't know. Who's like, who's I think like, you could do both. You could do a limited run of like you know the maybe third like 50 issue. Maybe fifty copies or something. Like yeah, and then then you can collect them. Yeah, but I really like the last time. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's our plans. And like we're planning on reprinting it for DCC. Like you've been involved in that. You you did a. I gave a little two page. Uh, yeah, because at the end we we just wanted like if we're reprinting it, we want to do something with it if we're reprinting it so. a, de- a deluxe version of it yeah like, exactly yeah. like Emily uh, she's doing an ultimate cover for it and then um, like we're gonna have you got like you and a few other guys did like scripts and pinups at the back and so it's gonna be nice yeah uh, yes. uh, yeah I actually haven't seen the, the artwork for, for my two pictures yeah I'm excited yeah so yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah so one of the things that you're doing now is shipwrecked yes uh, you, have you I suppose because you've done prints of other people's characters but yeah. I suppose this is the first time you're doing a comic book where someone had already designed the look of a lot of the characters yeah it was the first kind of project I've ever done that like I've been taking over not taking over like I've been given the reins uh, <laughs> yeah you've and, been handed the I reins mean, yeah handed the reins uh, from another artist and going from there yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's a pretty smooth transition. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I feel like you and, and Trina, first of all, you're very close friends. Yeah, yeah. Which helps. We're besties. Besties. Love and... you, Tree. <laughs> and, She'll be listening. Uh, yeah, she probably, probably was. She's like, well, she's coloring 15 comic books yeah, at the time. Yeah, 15 something in the background. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, because she, she, she started this, and then when I started it with her, uh, I knew it was a limited time hmm. and at the, when I first started doing it I didn't even know if I would do more of it mm. but then the more I cut like the characters and stuff like that <laughs> I was like I can do lots of this Yeah. and so like me and you were talking at Thought Bubble last year and you were like I'll do it 
<laughs> because yeah, because I really loved it, and like uh, I, I really wanted to work with you, and like I didn't, I was just really awkward. I was like, oh, please uh, work on it. You were so blunt about it. You're like, I'll do it. Yeah, I, I was trying to come off as cool. And, uh, I, I was just shit a brick. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Had you had planned to kind of like because you just randomly were in a conversation with myself and Trina where I was talking about doing more. So there was yeah. so had but had you had plans to talk to me and say like hey if you want to do more shit no I so was it, just, just, it was an opportunity that just yeah, arrived and you know you know when you're just like inside you're screaming you're like don't fuck it up don't fuck it up you're like I'll do it <laughs> time this right yeah so like the, you're not like drowned out by a bit of music and, like that literally, suddenly kicks in like, at the literally, time literally literally <laughs> I was like I think I don't know uh, I tried to come off as cool and then I, I well I I appreciated the, I appreciated the confidence of it which is just kind of like you know I was like yeah I'll do it. Like, just give me the fucking thing. Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> that was not what I was like on the outside. I was like silently screaming. <laughs> yeah, because I, I snatched the, the opportunity as soon as you presented it. Because, yeah. you know, I I had I, I like your artwork, but I also I like that you deal with... I'm, I'm going to use a word that's not necessarily great, but I like it. The mundane sort of subjects. But I love, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. I find that so refreshing. Like... Because it's so relatable. Like everybody deals with mundane shit. You know what That's I mean? Just it. Like um it there there's there's value in the mundanity of stuff. And there's there's fun, interesting stuff to draw from the well, but, like, I, I, but especially because I love I love the mundane within the fantastical mm. like some of my favourite bits from like a lot of TV shows and that's where Shipwrecked came out of was because like I'm a big Star Trek fan especially mm-hmm. the Star Trek Next Generation and I was always I, my favourite episodes were always the one where like we were following around somebody in like the play school yeah like, but I love stuff like that and that's why I made a hundred times because I was like it'd be so cool if like werewolves existed in this universe and nobody cared like yeah. even to the point where people like kind of didn't really like them because they're kind of annoying yeah, yeah like I find that so interesting like, that's so cool like, you know because yeah like people don't really do well okay there's a million examples of people doing it but like it is it's fun yeah but I think I think because I think a lot of people who even like because uh, True Blood is, is, is a type of thing where mm. they took vampires and they try to make it seem yeah. more normal but then they always still end up veering into those like crazy story yeah, arts. And kind of even supernatural, but like supernatural kind of. That was always ridiculous. It was always ago. ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah. Like, there was that kind of they tried. I, I, they tried with a capital T. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> so yeah, so I kind of like I. That's why I, I love doing shit practice because like it's an office drama. It's not drama, but it's not just comedy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a it's a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, like I've always referred to it as sitcom. I just think of it as like The Office in space. Yeah, like, exactly. That's the, way I, that's the way I would and, tell it to people. Yeah, and that's yeah. I've, I think I've used that exact phrase yeah. a few times as well. And so like, um, but it's it's when I'd seen you do the same kind of thing of like supernatural but mundane, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. she's gonna fit this grand. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that you like, you've actually just seen. Uh, yeah. letter, letter pages <laughs> in real for the time. First time. Yeah, well, during our, our our podcasting break where we fucked up, um, <laughs> uh, you got to take a look at the first four pages, and um, like it's weird because like we we got way ahead of the game. 
Wait, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, when did we start? It would have been, it was, I distinctly remember it. Top Bubble was November last year. It was the end of November because I remember it was around my birthday that we were talking about it, like, properly. And I got pages to you around Christmas, I think. Yeah, because you were like, don't worry, you know, like, don't worry about doing it over Christmas. And I was like, oh, just do them. <laughs> like, I don't do it. Like, Christmas is a quiet time. <laughs> right. So, like, it's, it's time to do comics. So, yeah, um, so I think we finished up your artwork anyway, like, three or four months ago. Yeah. Because you were even looking at it going like, oh my god, this is like old. Oh well, yeah, like, because it's, it's from a year ago. It's crazy looking. Because <laughs> I, like, I've forgotten what the pages look like. Because the yeah. last time I saw, saw them was when Rebecca coloured them. And then, I just for, not that I forgot about them, but you know, you're know, you doing stuff in between. Well, that's just it. Because like, you've, been, you've been working on, like I said, the deluxe of 100 times. And mm-hmm. You've done a, a few like kind of short web stuff that you've put up. Yeah, as well. I do. I, yeah, that stuff. I've been working with Madius Comics, the guys over there. I did a few short anthologies. There's a few bits I can't talk about at the moment, but I am working on. <laughs> um, you yeah. you seem incredibly busy. Like I'm you seem like, but, that, but that's <laughs> it. But I think because you work quite fast, like you actually. That's the thing because like it's in animation. Because I did animation for five years, like I was taught to work fast. Like you have to work fast. Yeah. Otherwise. You can't keep up. Right. You, know? you so, miss your deadline. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I tend to be very quick. <laughs> Which like kind of have its well, kind of have its cons, but I don't know. Maybe in comics, people like when people can work fast. <laughs> no, I, I it's definitely a help. Mm. Um, definitely a help. But I think it's funny because like you're you you're one of the people that I like how you approach Twitter and stuff like that because. Oh. Because <laughs> uh, you will you will put it out there like, hey, oh, yeah. I'm looking for stuff. Like, oh, yeah, show some like, shit my way. Because like, that's the I find like Twitter is just amazing. Like, it's just a, it's Twitter's weird. Like, Twitter is a very strange beast. It's very strange. And like when I'm talking from like the comics perspective, but like yeah, like I'll, I'll ask for work because like I I need it. You know what I mean? Like I need you know I I like to be busy. I like to be working on bits and pieces. Yeah, you know. But I think a lot of people do the thing where they basically kind of like. They they'll post a link to their website and this hope a commission will come in. Mm. Whether you're quite you're quite active and saying like you know hey is anyone working on the thing that I can do? Yeah, or, because like know? because I've tried that. I've tried being like well here's a link to my profile. Please check it out when you have a time. And it's like it doesn't for me. It doesn't does it work? It has yeah. I mean I find it's more effective if I'm just like hi I'm looking for work and like hopefully someone will you know have something at that time and be like yeah I can do this stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's what that's the way. Like, I have yeah, because like Hass, like uh, who was my last guest on this podcast, mm. like reached out to me today and was kind of like, "We should do something." Yeah, and like Hass, if you're listening, like please contact me. Like I really like to work for you. So like you know, if that's still happening, hook, hook me up, man. Yeah. Well, he did. He did the thing of like, I gotta find what yeah. to, to work with. Him. But like, I I think he'll back that up. I, <laughs> I hope he does too, Aaron. <laughs> Hass. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the kind of the funny thing now. Like the longer I've been doing these like interviews and stuff, the more crossover there are with the guests. Yeah. Like, cause like my first ones were, were like Jordy, Deck, and like Noni, yeah. and then like now I'm like working with like I, I keep spreading further and further out from yeah, that tree, yeah. but everything always seems to lead back to like Jordy and Declan somehow. It's so funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, because like I like you know has true Declan mm. because like Declan was like Hass's first like guest on panel uh, yeah, extra yeah. panel naked. Um when when you went to conventions and stuff like that and you started because you went as a kind of cosplay person first. I would have started out with cosplay. 
But like when you started doing kind of like well, I'm here as an artist kind of thing. Yeah. Did you do many portfolio reviews? No, I've actually I've actually never done a portfolio review. Really? I've never done one. And like, it, it's not that I don't like. Oh my god! Like, don't get me wrong. I fucking love a portfolio review. If there's right. anyone wanting to do a portfolio review, I'm just like. I'm calling people out on your podcast like I'm so sorry. Like, please, <laughs> no, like, it's fine. I really this want, is what this is for. <laughs> yeah, like I really want a portfolio review. Like I want that. I, I but I it just it's never happened. Like I remember top of the last year, the printers fucked up my portfolio. So like oh, I shit. I didn't have anything and like I don't want it you know, and like people will be like, Oh well you had like your books, but like a hundred times like you've see, you've read it and like the, the art isn't fantastic because like partly because like I can look back at it now and be like it's not that great because like partly because I did it in four weeks, but like that's not my style. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, that's, well, that's not still, how I want to... It's still pretty early on in, like, in Yeah. Youth, like, because I don't know how long it takes for someone to find themselves within comics, but, like, you. you've yeah, been yeah. doing it for, like, two years, so, mm. like, if you've settled into your groove already, that's impressive. Like, yeah. So I feel like you must be still evolving. I'm still, I'm still figuring it out, and, like, yeah, like, the, you know, at the time, I had uh, specific pages that I had done for a portfolio review. They didn't... It just, just didn't happen the way... Um, but I'm hoping it's DCC this year, so like hopefully, I don't know, I'll just like, it's 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 really intimidating as well to go right. up to someone and be like, can you like look at my work? Evaluate like, me. Yeah, because like, you don't, you don't want to put someone on the spot and then like you don't want to come off as being like annoying or like you don't want to, you know, at a convention, people are busy, people are going to panel, people are talking, you don't want right. to interrupt someone and be like, take 15 minutes out of their day for them yeah. to have to look through your portfolio. Like it's, it's scary, like it is, like it's intimidating. I think also as well, it's it makes a huge difference on depending on who does it with you yeah because like I I know for example and the reason why I brought it up is because I I know like Mooney and Declan are often asked to do those Mm. sort of things and uh, Declan's a very harsh critic Uh, and Mooney can't critique something that's kind of outside of his normal like field and like for me it's kind of like I don't know who really to approach because I and I'm not not, I don't mean like just Declan or Stephen I don't I don't know who to approach I don't know what my style is yet, and I right. don't know. Like, who's a good evaluator of this? Who, like, would, under, era who yet? would like? And I'm using like air quotes. Like, understand my style, right. I guess, or like what yeah. I'm going for. Because I, I don't even know what I'm going for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know who would be the best person to look at my stuff. You know that kind yeah, of. Yeah, exactly, and that um, that makes a huge difference because, mm-hmm. like, if someone. Is if that's not their bag, if they're not into that themselves. Yeah, and then you're putting them on the spot, and you you know you don't want to make it awkward for them to be saying like I don't really know how to help you here, yeah, or like what to I don't say. get it. Yeah, like, yeah, like that's the worst thing. Like I don't want to hear something like I don't get it because <laughs> I'll just be like I don't get it either. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> I want to know what it is. Yeah, like just inform me, please. Um, so yeah, like long story short, I've never had a portfolio review. I'm hoping to get one at DCC this year uh, or a topable. I'll finally build up the courage to, like... Doppel will be a good place to do it, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because, uh, you know, because uh, you obviously have, like, a, a much huger range of artists mm. to kind of, like, talk to and That's stuff. That's thing, and I will have it printed up properly. Are you tabling a Doppel this year? No. I forgot. I just 110% forgot the deadline. Like... I completely forgot. I, I booked a half table when I when I was doing it. I felt like I should have booked a full table just so because I feel like I know so many people who, who are in this position, mm-hmm. and I'm like I could give someone a half table. Yeah, and, yeah, like if I, if I would do that, so I'm almost getting to the habit of overbooking now. So like just in case someone needs. Yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fair. Um, no, I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to not tabling because like last year I tabled and I was by myself, 
and that was that's the first like usually I have Emily with me so like we'll like tag tag out and we'll be able to walk around and whatever but like this was the first time I ever did a convention by myself and it was hard like it was oh my god people who do it by themselves yeah are like troopers Jesus Christ <laughs> Like, I only got to, like, I didn't even, like, that's the thing, even, I didn't get to ask for a portfolio because I, I was so busy, you know, like, it's... Which is good. It was just good, but at the but. same time, I didn't get to, I went there because people, it was my first year at Top Level, and people told me it was, you know, net, networking calm, I didn't really get to do that because I was, you know, uh, behind the table, but hopefully yeah. this year I'll be able to do that. Yeah, I kind of, because... Uh, Tomorrow, uh, as of well, as we're recording, mm. is my first time tabling at a thingy and it's anywhere. So cute! I can't believe that. <laughs> I know. Oh my I know. god. <laughs> <laughs> well, like yeah, and as, as I think, kind of, there's a couple of things about that because, like, as like a writer only, who mm. like I can can't really draw very well. Um, I because I don't know what to be doing with myself. I get you because yeah, I feel yeah. like there's so much of a part of tabling convention is like offering to do commissions. Yeah, like, here's yeah. some prints. I can't yeah. do a print. Yeah, no, that's understandable. <laughs> like you, you know, you're coming from it from a different perspective. For yeah. me, I guess like I've always been able to like have a fan art print or like offer a commission, but yeah, like at least I, I, I'm able to offer something <laughs> on the spot. Yeah, you can you can be a performing monkey. Yeah, in some way, shape, or form. For a few hours, that's fine. Yeah, whereas yeah. I don't I don't know exactly how what to expect from my experience yet. Yeah. Although I know I'll be doing a panel or two there, so mm. that's where I can shine because yes. I I can gab with the best of them. Yeah, uh, this whole podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's me gabbing at people for an yeah. hour. Um, it's like forcing other people to listen to me for an hour. <laughs> uh, but so um, I didn't do Thought Bubble last year, obviously mm. because of that. But this year I am. Um, and yeah I understand what you're saying that it's supposed to be a networking thing mm. I don't so there's there was a thing there's an accusation level that the Irish uh, comic book community last year at Thought Bubble that we are generally shit at networking because we're so shy <laughs> I, th- well, I think that's part of it but I think every comic creator that I know of is shy in some way shape or form yeah yeah um but because we're all awkward folks, because that's why we really why are. else would we be into comics yeah, if we no. weren't awkward kids? Like, yeah, exactly. Uh, children. But I think I think there's that thing of not wanting to bother somebody. I think that's just being Irish in general, I, and I think that's the Irish part of it. Yeah. That is just the Catholic guilt of like yeah. not wanting to inconvenience <laughs> anyone <laughs> ever. Because because I, I mean, my wife's American. I have so many American friends, and I'm doing an American convention this year. Yeah, yeah. Americans don't have that issue. No, they do not. They do not. They'll they'll chat to anybody, and mm. they won't think twice about it. Yeah. Uh, but I think networking is particularly hard for us because we do feel awful about it. And it's hard to break that cycle. Mm. But then also as well as how we socialize is over a drink or two. Mm. And if you're at a pub and you want to chat to somebody, because like that's a big part of what last year I found is whenever I got to really talk to network to somebody, it was in Well, the definitely. Pub it was after hours. I wasn't on the convention floor. No. Like, well, I, I was selling, so I can't really say, but like, yeah, it was kind yeah. of all afterwards kind of thing. But I found if you were, if you were, if you did get a chance to talk to somebody, mm inevitably they would ask you like you know oh where's your table and mm. stuff like that and I had to do that thing with like oh I don't have one. Oh no and I felt like that kind of ruined any networking that you yeah, were doing because yeah, yeah. you weren't taken seriously anymore as like mm. being like a guy uh, but then if you're doing a table you're you like, can't yeah you're, you're exhausted and you don't want to go for a drink oh afterwards. I, like, I remember like uh, Saturday I don't know if you were there but all the Irish people <laughs> were in the Radisson I don't know which we were in a hotel and I was literally sitting there and you know um, 
you know, when like the room just goes silent and you're just staring at the space and you're like, I need to go. Like, I need, <laughs> I'm shutting down yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, I need to go right now. <laughs> I just got in a taxi and just left. I was like, I, you know, you're just, you're just exhausted. You're just like yeah. mentally, just, you just can't cope anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, and that, and that, yeah, that's, so I'm, I'm fascinated to see how that goes. Yeah, it'll be year. interesting. Yeah. Because I know, I think for me as well, like, I don't, was it your first year last year? My first year going, yeah. Yeah, so like, I think, I don't know about you, but like this year I feel like I know what to expect now. And I'm kind of, I'm able to like mentally prepare and like know what I want to do. Whereas like last year I was kind of, kind of testing the waters a little bit. It felt like a reconnaissance mission for a lot of people. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because like now, yeah, I know kind of like engage like a what's good to go to, mm-hmm. like how many tables do you want to like rock exactly, around on, yeah, yeah. like, um, and I, I found as well it was it was interesting going up to a couple of guys and like if they knew that you also did stuff, you mm-hmm. did like the art swap thing yeah. of like here's my book, oh, I here's love my book. art swapping. I yeah. think art swapping is awesome. Like I really really love it. Yeah. it's really good you get to just I don't know you get you, you have a nice connection with the artist that you're trading with and it's just good man <laughs> I encourage it art yeah. trading for all well especially because I think Topple is, is is a great convention because it's got so much space for small press people yeah like it's, it was it was genuinely like overwhelming when I went like I, yeah. I remember going I can't remember where well it's all changed now the venue like but I was in the one of the bigger halls. You were you were in the biggest hall. Yeah, yeah. and I, I remember I was like, "This is one venue. There's right. two others." I was like, "Oh my god!" Like we don't have anything like that in Ireland. No. And like, um, I think the only other big convention I had gone to before that was like DCC, but even DCC is tiny compared to Top Bubble. And then the one before that is Anime Expo in LA. Like I'd, I'd gone to that twice before, but I, ha- I was never tabling. I was always cosplaying, so I was on kind of a different part of it if that makes sense right experiencing Toppable as a vendor like as a seller last year I was just like this is crazy like (laughs) how like how does this work (laughs) it was crazy yeah so what would be what would be your tips for anybody who's doing it like so you learned you learned last year Toppable or for I would say I say in general okay uh, always have change (laughs) (laughs) um but okay so that's a general question so how much change do you prepare? I always just get a tenner and just turn out the coins and then uh, okay. people will use coins. Okay. Um, because you will always get someone who has a fucking 50 and they're like, can you change this? And I'm like, right. no, I cannot. Like, <laughs> in, like half an hour. Um, yeah, usually people will be using coins because usually in conventions people will be already buying stuff. So they, so will they have, have lots of change back. left yeah. over. So I usually, like rule of thumb, I always just have at least 10 euro worth of change. Okay. And then it's fine. Like, okay. it'll, it'll work out kind of thing. And if not, like, just ask your neighbor, like, your table buddy if they have changed. And, right. like, you, you'll help each other out. Like, you're all there for each other. You're, you're doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, they'll, you'll help each other out. So Yeah, because is there, is there no competitive vibe between people? Like, I, you know, I want the sale. No, like, I've never had that. I've never experienced that. Because I always kind of go with... I have, like, a circle of friends who we all table together. So, like, yeah. I've never really... We all kind of support each other. No, we've never really had that. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> I don't know if it does happen, but like I've never experienced it. And I've been right. tabling for about like four or five years. No, I would say four or five years. Like maybe maybe three or four years. Okay. I've been like doing tables. But you've done a good like ten or so shows, like I'd say, within that time. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like, yeah. Crazy, man. Like, I've done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you, you actually, you go to so many. I actually just realized, because like, even within Ireland, there's like three or four that you go to. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because I, I just, I love conventions. Like, I love them. Yeah. Like, they, they, 
essentially they were part of my teenage years like I love conventions there's just I don't know there's just so many good memories like attached to them kind right. of thing I just I really really enjoy going to them so um, um, so okay so we have the, that's one tip change. just change um, I would say like have a table buddy like have someone tabling with you especially like depending on the busyness of the show have right. someone with you because you will get overwhelmed like there will be like I know for I'm talking for like bigger t- uh, TVs I'm talking for bigger conventions right. like Top Bubble and Dublin Comic Con just the sheer crowd volume is just insane so you, right. you know like especially because I do commissions always at my table so I need to Emily is my like she's my pro <laughs> like, she's she, a manager no yeah no, she's, she really is <laughs> like, um, I'll be drawing and she'll kind of people will be coming over and they're like I want this 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 and this and then like she she'll look after it and I'm like drawing and like trying not to cry and like she'll, she'll be doing that but like I always do have a table with you because you'll need to tap out and you'll need to like go to the bathroom like drink loads of water I'd recommend that as well um, get up and walk because I'm talking for busier shows you will get overwhelmed like you okay. will you will kind of get stir crazy behind the table and yeah. you need to be able to walk away and then come back to it um, always have plastic pockets oh always have plastic pockets people okay. will if you're not even if you're not selling prints they're handy to just put the book in okay or people will ask you do you have a plastic pocket always have plastic pockets shit alright um, that's one of my hot KB tips <laughs> yeah I wasn't I wasn't up on that one so yeah that's good I, or even have rubber bands like have something to put the thing you're selling in right I guess that's like a pro tip don't worry about that for like okay small for tomorrow yeah, 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 no, yeah. No, no, no you'll be fine I'm just yeah. gonna like Tomorrow's is th- tomorrow is a small event, so yeah, yeah tomorrow's yeah. small. I'm, like yeah, like I'm talking about your DCCs and you know like anime expo you know, here, like or Dragon Con because I know you frequent Dragon Con. Yeah, yeah, so, I'm uh, I'm going uh, this year for my eighth, ninth year, ninth year. I'm I think. so jealous. It's like the one convention I just want to go to. So really, much. it's such I'm a huge to. cosplay convention. Know, it because, is huge. No, because like I remember like back in the day when I first got my laptop and I was looking up conventions right. Dragon Con always came up and I would watch endless videos of just people like filming themselves at Dragon Con <laughs> and I'd just be like I wish that was me like, yeah it's it's, um, it's 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 speaking of overwhelming it's like it is tough because especially if you have difficulty with like being in an enclosed space with a shit ton of people mm. it's intimidating yeah um, and it's like well, I do that thing where I'm doing like twelve panels most years. Yeah, like you're working. Like you. Yeah, you're, but <laughs> you're I have to work. But I have to like run from one panel room that might mm. be like two hotels away. Now the hotels are all like literally across the road. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm here to that building. Um, but they're like, and so they're in a nice little L shape. Mm. So you never really have to spend more than like a minute outside. Yeah. yeah. But like getting through. What is this? like they they it's the only conventions in the world that I know that downplays their numbers. Okay. Because they're breaking a million fire codes. <laughs> and oh, those fire codes. Yeah. So like they're not allowed to have that many people in the buildings yeah, that they have them yeah, in. Yeah, okay. So, uh, but like essentially, like there's a hundred thousand people or so mm. that go every year, and uh, like dream. <laughs> it's yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So I, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm interested to see how. This is the first time I'll, I'll be there with merchandise. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, it'll be nice. Yeah, bring plastic to pockets to that one. I will definitely bring plastic pockets to that now that I know. Yeah. Um, and you'll probably have to break more to the tenor of change. But, uh, well, they do that thing as well, which I don't think is a thing here as much, but all the vendors there, I've noticed, have that swipe thing. They do They do that on top of as well. A ton of people have the... The card reader. The card reader, and yeah. And I, I think I'm going to have to get one of those because Americans seemingly 
have less cash on them. Mm. So I think that's going to be a thing that I'm going to have to figure out. Yeah, like it would be something I invest in, but like I haven't had a problem. I haven't had more people ask for card than cash. So yeah, it hasn't been an happens, issue yet. When that happens, I'll upgrade, I suppose. I don't, yeah, think, I don't think they're too expensive. No, I think they're like 60 euro or something. Yeah, so. which is you'll yeah. get your money back on that event. Yeah, like I was at a convention in Birmingham uh, later earlier this year and people were just like, why do you not have this? I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> well, the only thing as well is that often the internet connection in those rooms are Yeah, are a bit dire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're there for like 10 minutes. Like, <laughs> just like, yeah. So yeah, if you want to get a coffee and get back to me, yeah, exactly. Your payment yeah. Will be I'll just through. hold your card; it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I'm trying to think of any like hot tips, but I think I don't know. Just be like, don't be kind of a grumpy, grumpy boots, and just sit right. there with kind of your head down, like not really interacting with people, right? And um, but at the same time, don't be like really creepy, like trying to entice people to come over because people don't like that. People okay. don't like to be shouted at to come over and look at something. Like, hey, check out my comic. No, don't do that. <laughs> Pro tip, don't. Like, just, just just, be attentive and just be happy to see them when they do come over, you know, that kind of way, and just engage, but not in a weird way. I um, suppose I'm, I'm treating it the way where if you go into a coffee shop, how you want the person behind the counter to be. Exactly. You want them to be light, light and bubbly and make small talk. With exactly, you. yeah. Yeah. That's all you want, because you don't want to be, like, I've seen people do it who I've been, like, tabling near, and I just... I. Personally, I don't like it when they're they're kind of like pressuring someone into buying something from their table. Yes, I don't like that. I don't. Well, think also, that's like fair. as a consumer, if someone's doing that with me, my natural reaction is, is you don't to want know. To, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, you want to kind of, and like people want time to and be comfortable browsing your stuff and like you know because there is that awkward, like kind of silence when you're sitting there and they're like looking a few inches away from you, but they're looking at your stuff and like <laughs> you don't. You know, you want to be I'm, respectful I'm, and I'm look. That. Yeah, you get used to it after a while. Right. Like, yeah, I, thankfully, I usually am doing a commission, so I can be you drawing, can, can and, be doing and, and they feel yourself. more relaxed to be able to look, kind of thing. But I don't know. Uh, you, you'll find I don't know niche or something. <laughs> like, find something to do. I'll, I'll get a coloring get book a or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grand. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's my biggest weirdness is just the awe uh, because I know because I understand it as well because uh, like a thought bubble last year I made a couple rounds on each mm. room before I decided like cause I didn't have a lot of money yeah, no, like yeah, what I'll spend my money on people will people will come by come back come by come back again and then yeah. finally buy something yeah um, and then you'll always get that one person and be like oh come back and they never do and you're just like you always remember them <laughs> you always remember them. <laughs> you <laughs> see them on the street like where were you man <laughs> yeah, I needed you man you let me down um, yeah and then yeah no, you should be fine you yeah, well, luckily I have lots of people I know who yeah, are going to be exactly. there. Exactly, like, and then you have this me. one, then you have decaf before you go to like uh, topicals, so you yeah. have loads of practice. Yeah, exactly. These are these are my warm up gigs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I guess uh, in the meantime, uh, I guess before we go, like you have uh, shipwrecks that people can go see. Shipwrecked is coming out when you upload it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be, I'll be it'll be out like three days after this podcast goes up. Yeah, okay, so. cool. Uh, I have that. I guess I'm reprinting a hundred times if people are interested in buying that. It's already up online. Like, it's up, up online to read for free on Toptastic as a hundred times. Okay, yeah. Um, so, like, if people want a taster. Um, I haven't put a hundred more times up because of Toptastic being kind of weird with copyright. Yeah. Uh, so you know, 
I think I think they've sorted that out, but I think everyone's still a bit edgy. Yeah. Like so like you know, just just contact me and ask me for a copy, and I'll send you it. Like, to, yeah, <laughs> if you want. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Like, I have a story coming up in the latest paperback and instincts from Maddie's Comics. Okay. I have a story. Is that the there. sci-fi one that I've seen a bit of? No, it's like an anthology, so I have okay. like different bits and pieces. Um, those guys are awesome. Um, they're so lovely. You know, they just meet lovely creators. You know? Yeah. Um. It helps. Yeah, I know it does. It really does. It really does. <laughs> Be nice, guys. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel really bad because I'm probably like leaving out a ton of stuff. But that's fine. That's like three things at least. To, yeah, like, I mean, check out. I'm, I'm hoping to like launch a co- web comic after Topable. Um, it was the one I'm, I was telling you about. The yes, that one maybe we'll see. I'm building up a buffer. Buffers are hard. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. The, I feel like you have to give yourself even a mental deadline. Yeah. Of like, you know, I can build up a buffer till this day, mm. and then I have to go with it. Yeah. Because then you'll like fuck it. Exactly. Back. Yeah. Um. And then maybe a super secret like mini project I might be doing for Topple. I don't know. Maybe. 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 You gotta get more because you were complaining to me before we recorded about how you've got nothing for tomorrow. So I know, I know. Like I, because I'm just I'm waiting for the big gigs. <laughs> like printing is expensive, so yeah. um, I have to wait for the biggest ones. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I have a few bits and pieces. Um, if anyone wants to hire me, I'm here. <laughs> here in this room. Yeah, here in this room. Specifically, right now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> recording. So if you want to, if you want to get her, or you need a portfolio review like I'll be happy <laughs> I mean, or, uh, that's a dangerous thing to say online though it's like random people going like you know oh, so I looked at your stuff <laughs> well, here's what I have to say um, <laughs> mine this is a thread uh, one, of, one of 15 <laughs> I'll have like a subreddit uh, dedicated to me my art, my art portfolio reviews alright well thank you for chatting to me thanks twice because we fucked up the recording I think we made it better we did I think we did yeah. I think we did it better second time around yeah. Which is what people will say about shipwrecked. Oh, oh no, Trina's no, great. Trina's great. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Trina. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>